How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bulletproof Mindset, where we bulletproof your mind through health, fitness, and entertainment. Today's main topic is eight points for sustainable fat loss that you never knew existed. <coughs> we go into overrated, underrated, and today's topic is the big, big one, caffeine. We all know you all have it. We also start by going into a story about my dodgy sleep that's definitely not to be missed. Now, myself and Dale are personal trainers and if you want to work with us one-to-one -one in Airdrie or online coaching, our links will be in the description below. There is also a Bulletproof Coaching Facebook group that is absolutely free to join and it's full of like-minded individuals like yourself who are on their journey to better themselves. Now, let's get right into it. What story have you got for me Right, so, so, mate, I'm fucking shattered today, right? And I'll tell you why, right? Here comes Coops, right? So, I've dealt with like, I've had sleepwalks in that in the past. So, right. go out of bed last night, feeling feeling fine. Had a really good day, mate. Let's smash my workout, feeling ready for bed. Go to sleep, and I'm obviously still active in my mind. Mate, and I have this mad nightmare, right? And obviously it's meant to be minus five this morning, so I jump up, and next thing I know I'm getting chased, mate. So I'm obviously on tap, I'm, I'm stalling up my bed, obviously I don't know at this point, and I run. And I open this door, but it's my windy, right? So I get this breath of fucking freezing cold air, and I'm like, oh, I wake up, man. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I was like, my heart was pounding. Where were you? Like, where were you? I was in my room. So just your bedroom window you owned? Aye, 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 aye. So mad. then it hit me, right? So, but I left it wide open, I didn't know at this point, and I, I lay down, and I fell back asleep, and I, go, <laughs> I woke up like, an hour later. Sleeping outside. I was like, Man, it's fucking <laughs> freezing in here. And I just thought, see, let's see, sometimes when I'm really sleepy night, like, I convince myself that nothing's, nothing's wrong. Aye. Right? So, see, as like, the time went on and the hours passed, I'm like, no, it's like fucking really cold in here, what's happening? <laughs> My feet were freezing, and I was like, I'm actually starting to shiver. And I was like, what is actually going on? I was like, what, what happened again? I, was like, I, I remember dreaming about something, I can't remember what it was. Mm. Like, I just remember having a right bad nightmare. I go up, man, this window is open and it's frosty outside. And I'm I'm lying there like, no wonder it's fucking freezing in here. So That's I spent hours and hours just lying in a cold room, half sleeping, half no. <laughs> That's the tune on that. I know. So we've got, we got a third guest. Ah, we've got, got a third guest. We've got Cooper's in it. We're in an enclosed room. James is allergic to dogs, so, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> that's great. That that's mad. You should honestly look into the no, it's insane, like mate. sleep apnea and all that. Like, gang, you should be one of the guys that starts getting taped in their mouth and like, stuff like that. Like, see, I knew I was wild before I went to bed last night. Let's see that way. I was like, I was like feeling really good. Yeah. Went to sleep, man. Had this mad nightmare. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling bad. Like, I was like, how the fuck have I had a nightmare? Don't did know you, why. Did you have cheese? No, but I ate a lot of food. More food than what you normally would. No, no, just, 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 just enjoyed it. But big, big squats yesterday. Big squats. So maybe that. Fair enough. But aye, aye, fucking, it's mad, mate. I'd, honestly, it's, it's, it's like obviously we like to speak about things and go into things in detail and why things happen, but that is something you can't explain. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even training today because, as I said, my video the other day, I'll, I'll, I'll skip my workouts if I need to. I'll still yeah. get my four workouts in this week. Yeah. But I'll, and I still got up early. Mm -hmm. I went to my wee morning, wee ten minute walk. Oh, did you? Did I, you go out? I was felt there shite, mate. Felt shite. <laughs> Feel better after it, though? No. But, <laughs> no, but I, I, no, I didn't, didn't I, mate? I felt a wee bit better after my cold shower, but I know for a fact that by, by getting up early in the day, it's going to hang with me the night and the morning. Mm. So I was like, just get it done, man. That's how I was even late in the day. I was like, I was just lying on the couch. I'm like, I'm actually fucking shattered. But I got my morning routine set up and ready for the morning. Aye, so I think, I think the important thing is with that, like... 
you might feel shit and yes, it might make you kind of a wee bit more fucked, but you should have a better sleep tonight for not sleeping in and then throwing your routine off today and all that sort of stuff, if that makes I, sense. I, I, kind of, I was watching something the other day and the guy was like, have you ever shit sleep? Still got up at the same time? Still got yep. to bed at the same yep. time? I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll start doing that. It's one of the best things you can do, I think. Um, stay within that routine regardless. Aye. Because um, it, it, I think it re-emphasises the point of going going to bed that night at the same time because you're always I remember being this person like it I would hate how uh, <coughs> what was it I'd, I'd hate when I was like oh, I should have got to sleep a lot earlier definitely going to bed early tonight and then for whatever reason when you go to bed you're like I'm okay. actually I'm, no not even that I'm going to watch a wee extra I'm alright I'll be fine I'll be fine I'll be able to go through it but because you're going in tonight and you do all... you know what I done though that might it probably has caused this see usually when I'm, before I go to bed I try it on the to turn off the blue, blue light on my phone Right I forgot to do that last night What do you mean How do you turn off the blue light So On an iPhone See if you Do you know Or is the brightness just goes down No see if you go like that Night shift mode on It turns uh, off the blue light Oh never Mine goes on to that But I didn't know it turned right. off It turns off blue light But you're still getting blue light yeah You're still getting yeah. a bit of blue light So but You're not getting as much And I realised I was like oh no So before I went to bed I just got it turned off and, I, I, and then, like, obviously, mate, I don't know, it must have wired my brain. <laughs> and I honestly, like, I went to jump out, whatever it was, and it was my windy. But luckily, I can't jump out windy, because it's a wee windy at the top. Ah, you've said that but I still before, opened but... it right up, but this time I opened it right up. So See, to open it up, you have to stand up. I have to stand up, <laughs> I have to stand up my bed. So I've r- r- hang with my curtains right up, right? And I've hang with the windy, and then the cold air's hit me, and I've woke up my mat. Oh my god, man! I'm at, what am I doing? Fucking get back down! But my heart's pumping, mate. That's quite mad. Like, I'm, I'm a wee bit sweaty. I'm like, fucking hell! That was like intense shit. Do you remember what you were running away from? No, I don't. I honestly cannot remember at all. I think it's because I went straight back to sleep. But mm. then I woke up really cold because I fucking left the window open. But I didn't realise I left the window open, so I turned on my wee heater. And I was like, I'm still cold. But I, I fell back asleep, right? And then half an hour later, I woke back up. And I'm like, what is actually wrong with me? See that, See that way I was getting frustrated. I'm like, what is actually happening here? Why is it so cold? Why is my body so cold? Because I don't really feel the cold that much. I was like, it's fucking freezing in here. What is the fucking deal? Right. And then I did fall back asleep. And I woke up about maybe 20 minutes, maybe half an hour later again. I was like, right, there's something no right. I turned on the heater again. And I'm like, no, it's still cold in here. I was like, <laughs> and then it clicked. I was like, ah, I opened that one. Oh, okay, aye, that's what it was. Aye. Well, I'll tell you about my sleep. I've got a nice big new super oh, king Oh brilliant Jillian staying down at Preston So Starfist Beautiful Was it fantastic Absolutely beautiful It's actually really good So I've I, I don't know if I've said this in the podcast before But Cooper obviously sleeps in Aye. the bed If anybody follows me on Instagram They'll see That he's always cosy up there So Aye. The three of us have been sleeping in that bed Normal double bed And I honestly I sleep In the shape of a quaver Every night, just to adjust, and aye, like aye. Jillian for Jillian's only five foot, but she she can take up a good bit of the bed. She, <laughs> honestly, she's like, she's like that sometimes, um, and so am I to be fair. But he he's the worst for the size that he is. Aye. He'll just lie like that across, and he's like, nah, I'm just like thirty eight kilo, like just lying. <laughs> you wake up sometimes, you're like. Like my ankles turned to the left, my whole hips has rotated Aye. to the right. So I didn't move my body up the day. Even that, it seemed I wake up in the morning. It's <sighs> honestly like, right, I actually need today a wee mobility routine to get my blood and joints kind of flowing into the right space. So um, we've been saying for years that we would actually get a new bed. Um, I don't think a double bed is big enough for two people. No, I absolutely don't. isn't. It? See when you, so it's so crazy. I was I've been making jokes to like Jillian, like because like she's so far away. I'm like. It's actually taking you so long to come here and give a kiss goodnight or give a cuddle aye, or something aye, like that. Aye, aye, aye. 
and the, like I think I'm falling off the bed and I've got like so much space to my right and I'm like this is class so I can honestly lie like this lie in a star position Jolly can lie in a star position and then he can just <laughs> it's, it's, it's so crazy um, that's, what the, you want. that's what you need the mattress is super soft I think it might be too soft because I'm thinking like this, I like a wee bit of firmness I'm a, I'm a wee bit restless some still and I'm like is it because it's too soft because you keep moving but I don't know if it's because I'm used to contact and like being entangled in my legs and now I'm like I don't know what to do with myself ah, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. another thing as well we've got eight pillows in the bed eight pillows there's no fucking need for it and Jillian's getting decorative honestly we'll give you one of the Oh mate <laughs> <laughs> Has to be decorative Has to be uh, like aye. Has to go with the theme of the room Aye the aesthetics I'm like aye cool Do what you want Aye aye just, <laughs> That's on you Crack on Crack aye, on aye, aye. Right so what we got for today's overrated underrated yes. And Jay does <laughs> Do you know See before we get into this one of my It's mates, on you day mate Oh is it Aye Interesting But before you go into it One of my mates Who's pals with, with Jay Messaged me going do you just look at what Jay does and then go after your upgrade? And I was like, no, no, no. But we're good to get him, get him on next couple. Well, it's what Jay does as well, but you did too. Right, okay. I know, right. So you, you. Try, I'll, I'll give you one guess, right? And we're gonna guess the one. You have used it. Sometimes. Abuse it. Sometimes. 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 No abuse. Abuse it. You use it a lot. Caffeine. Yes. Interesting. Overrated, underrated, haven't we? In what sense? Just in general. Right, so we'll, we'll use it and we'll use it in the fitness sense. Right. Right. We'll use it in for uh, overall your overall gym experience. Not just in the gym, the overall gym experience. Mm. Right. So it's uh, obvious. I think the obvious answer is that it's overrated. Right. But I think it's underrated in the utility that you can actually apply it and mm -hmm. people don't apply it correctly. Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. So that's why I would... 100%. Would I'm drinking a coffee right now. But I, I don't know, like coffee, caffeine to me is it's not for my workouts. It's yeah. just I, I'm at the point where it's a habit, a routine. I like the taste of it and I'll have a couple of cups throughout See, the morning. There's so many opinions about caffeine. Let's like, be honest with you, none are right, none are wrong, it's all dependent on the person. Sometimes you look at it and you go, You only enjoy that workout because of the caffeine. If you get, like, a lot of people are, are at that point, if they don't have pre workout, they can't enjoy the workout. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man, like, I'm no, I'm no big on that. No, I think it's more what you're programming your mind to do. That's what we're, I mean, though. We're, we're creatures of habit, aren't Aye. we? So I remember, I vividly remember. Yeah, living I need, in, need living to take my pre-workout, need to my coffee before I work out. If I don't do that, then I kind of train. Aye, but the, now I'm at the point where I obviously do regularly have caffeine. I don't have it before I work out on purpose. Just, it's know, just aye. in my routine. But I remember back when I lived in Nottingham, I got up at four in the morning. I would, I don't even think I made a coffee. I tell a lie, there was a couple of times I made a coffee and it didn't sit right with me because I wasn't used to eating mm -hmm. that close or drinking that close to my did my workout Aye. and my lifts were good I was consistent mm -hmm. but then as time got on you, know, you start seeing pre-workers and you're like oh maybe I do need caffeine mm -hmm. so I started to find myself going into the hall and going no I need to have a coffee it's before a I go and then I'm like I'm just programming my mind to take that whether it has uh, yes the systemic benefits but you yeah. adapt to those benefits quickly, as well quickly. so I, th I don't know like, I think caffeine yeah it can pull you through like if, if you need caffeine to pull yourself through a workout you're not getting the benefits of that workout 
I agree. High level bodybuilders and people are looking to look physically conditioned. Unless you're competing or on that journey of competing, it's not going to make a difference. It's no like you're honestly splitting hairs. I always used to think it made a big difference, right? I always used to think I lift way more on my sessions taking pre-workout. When I stopped taking pre-workout for a week, after a couple of weeks, I realised I'm hitting the exact same numbers. What was um, when was the last time you took pre-workout? Because you say yeah, I was two thousand and nineteen. Was it? Did you not take it at all in gym twenty four? No, 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 never. Interesting. Never. I've not took it in about three years, four years. Hmm. Never took it in a... I, 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 I used to always think this is the best thing ever and I used to take wands with all the stimulants in it and you get to a point where you think, yeah, you, as you say, you condition your mind to yeah. go, this makes me train harder. Remember the wee guy in gym 24? I think he was about 18, 19 and he would want four scoops of pre-workout and he was drinking a can of Monster. I, I just think there's a ethical part of business that should be saying no pal Aye. and I'm glad well, Manny brought that ad in there but there's a lot of places like it's the hype around the product because Aye. that's where the business makes well, you profit think about it, like, wh- wh- £2 a scoop for a 20 quid tub Aye. you know what I mean but it's not even that like, look at all the colours on these pre-workouts I know. look at all these packaging it's like fun- funky colours I mean that look at the names Aye, Super Jack. Pump 5000 Aye. Aye. <laughs> AK47 you're like <laughs> Is, is this good for you or is this bad for you? It's but the it's the kind of I would say it's more the influencer type of fitness that are gravitating towards it. Big time shotgunning it that that annoyed the life at me, man. So I used shotgun, to do it. Did you? Aye. I don't know why. So I actually don't remember doing See, it. See, be honest with you, I used kitchen. to shotgun it for just quickness. Mm. But I, then I actually read up. You're meant to have. It's meant to it's be meant digested to be more. Ah, it's meant to be. It's not just. It's better to drink that way. It's just yeah. you're meant to, to to be digested properly. I think whether you use it or you don't, like, like it probably is. Like most people have caffeine. Like, I would not have ever fucking imagined walking to high school and grabbing a coffee on the way. No, I was driving by no. like the schools coming out, and I must have seen maybe they're about fourth year or fifth year, and they're walking with Starbucks, and I'm like, he's fucking mental. Mm. So I feel like. Um, as a society, caffeine, like you, would you dare fucking go for a coffee with your pals when you're 14, 15? I know. But that seems to be like more of a common, a common thing. Oh, we got, mate, um, honestly, see, I used to do Just Eat Deliveries. I used to go to Starbucks and it used to be full of wee wains hovering with our pals. I'm at, what the fuck? <laughs> 300 milligrams of caffeine. What is actually uh, going on here? So that's just, I'm at, get yourself up and fucking, I don't know. <laughs> in my face. I fuck <laughs> off, man. No, but that is quite scary because I know that cups of coffee don't do much for me and I know I probably need to wind down come off for a wee bit sensitise desensitise um, myself towards caffeine because mm-hmm. three four cups won't do nothing I can have a cup of coffee at no. night and I can I can doze out so yeah. caffeine is um, my body's so tolerant to it now that it doesn't do, do anything. anything so if you're having that from the age of 14 15 you're having it with all your workouts again you're going to get that effect so if you're someone who does enjoy caffeine Try and come off it for a week and then go back to it in a couple of weeks. Watch how that makes you feel, and you're like, "This is actually where the utility is with it. This is what like I'm going like I'm peaking this week, and so it's I'm going to use PR week. I'm going to use every tool possible from wrist wraps to belts to 100%. peaking on the pre workout. That's where the utility of these tools are. Yeah. Um, but having it in as a routine every time, I just I don't know. So, but some people like do genuinely love the taste and like oh no, see that buzz. They taste that so good, mate. They taste it. They're so 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 tasty, mate. See, I've never so see, so tasty. Pre-work. I used to take it before I went to a rave. I used to go sober, <laughs> sober raves, mate. Right, I used to take pre-workout. 
before I probably looked at what was in them. People like, what are you sniffing? It's like, Jack D45, that's what I'm taking. Mate, I was like, I was at my banger, man. I took two scoops one time, I was like, I was still in the queue, and I felt like I took about a gear. I was like, right, this isn't it right. right. And that was the day I went, what is in this stuff? And you started and looking into it. I started it. looking into me and me and me, I was like, this isn't good for me. Yeah. I was like, I was paranoid in that queue after two scoops of your workout. That's no normal. <laughs> For a natural substance, apparently, it's ah, just yeah, caffeine. It's no, just no normal. Yeah. So people die from caffeine and stuff. Did you see the guy who tried to? Uh, I don't know what it was, or was that? Al- uh, I might be completely butchered. butchered <laughs> yeah. But the guy had the wrong decimal point on the milligrams of caffeine, and rather than three hundred milligrams, no, it was, it was like the, ca- it was the capsules. It was Aye, the that's what it was, and killed himself because it was like mental. So Aye. obviously, any, like, anything in high dosage can kill you. But when you look at like the milligrams that's in some of these pre-workouts it's not even that right like this is this is no scientific this is just something that I feel and something that I experienced and something that I can see in other people the extreme levels of so, uh, things like caffeine and that in a pre-workout are so high at that certain time so if you drink a t- cup of coffee you're having about 100 milligrams of caffeine no it's about 65 65 for a teaspoon right so uh, even yeah, less right yeah. so in, your, in these pre-workouts you're about 250 to 400 Right, having that at such a high period of time in a short space of time as well. Short space of time, plus you're doing something that you already day enjoy. Mm-hmm. Right, so your levels are like neurotransmitters go so high, they have to come down. If you're spiking them so high, they have to come down. Yeah. So how you feel during the workout? Amazing. You feel like top of the world. But you've got to come down. So how you see yourself in this workout? And you feel like I look amazing. I look amazing. I look amazing. There's got to come a time where you don't look amazing to yourself. Yeah. You've got to bring yourself down and go, and that's how I honestly think that high levels of pre-workout can cause a lot about body dysmorphia. I think body dysmorphia, anxiety, anxiety, hundred percent, and then the come down part, the depression part aye, afterwards, because there is it, there is also I other. Get, I need to get back to this. I need to get back to training. I feel so shite. I was more thinking of like the other th- ingredients that are in pre-workouts to give you a thicker pump to get your veins popping out more because like, it's more bigger than ever. Aye. And then you, you like it all, it all ties into one. Now I've never been, I've never, never been the guy that consistently took pre-workout. Mm. I, I used to think I'm getting, I'm training first thing in the morning. I need a pre-workout. I remember being that, and I went on my protein order pre-workout, took it, and I was like, "That was stinking. I'm not doing that again." And Good. that was that was me. Like, just had a bad experience, thankfully, and it just turned me away from aye, aye, from yeah. that world. And then I started working in a gym, started becoming a PT, um, seeing different people do it, and then friends and all that doing it as well. And I was like, "Still, I'd, I, to me, to me, I would rather <laughs> my uh, city telling me what to do." To me, I just love coffee that way. I'd rather have a cup of coffee. Aye. Um, and don't get me wrong, in Gym 24, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try this. And see the burn on my face, that was probably the the most intense. Like, I was like, this isn't even a good workout anymore. It's just, I'm just like, <sighs> like my jaw's swinging. I'm like, why's my jaw swinging? Like, why why am I out of breath so easy? I'm sweating more. Sweat. So you I can sweat see, like when you, I'm, when I can you, when you just all a lot of caffeine at once. Aye. You sweat like a maniac. Yeah. You don't even need to do anything. You just, if you ingested a lot of caffeine and sat there, you would sweat. Because it increases, it increases your metabolic rate, so you're like sitting there like that. So, overrated, underrated, final uh, verdict. Overrated, I think. Overrated. Over, for the fitness space, I think it is massively overrated. Massively, massively. And I think you, I think if you haven't tried going a stint of like a block of training, like an eight-week period, trying to wind yourself off caffeine. And look, don't get me wrong, I've tried to bring my caffeine into town. It's one of the most difficult things on the planet. It generally is like a borderline addiction because it's such an addictive um, drug. 
it's it's like it's like you're so psychologically addicted to it. You're so I, psychologically, you're addicted to having your coffee in the morning, and when you don't, you're so thrown off. Yeah, so, be, be, so it, plays, it off. plays with your mind, it plays with your sharpness, and mm-hmm. it just overall there's like this brain fog that sits there, and you're like, oh, it's because I'm on my coffee. Exactly. But see, when you break through that, and then you go a couple of weeks, and then you reintroduce one cup of coffee, because I've experienced this where I think the longest I went off in it. Maybe in the last couple of years, been eight days. Yeah. And then see, no, I'm not even kidding. And see, day nine, I remember taking that coffee again, and I was like, "Your first Whoa. ever orgasm." I was like, I'm, "My mind is wild." It goes the same for energy drinks and stuff like that as aye. well. Um, so, the but good, I, the good I, thing I, over, that I would say about coffee is, it's not well, Starbucks and that are different. But if you're making a cup of coffee in the house with one teaspoon, it's not that much. It's not a high dose of caffeine, it's a, it's a for, for the short space of time that you're having it, yeah. it's, a, it's a decent dose. No, definitely. To get men- mental sharpness without giving you that, like, too, too alertness feeling. Yeah. Um, in terms of, aye, so nah, that was a good overrated, underrated. Um, I don't think, it, uh, it's a see, hard one. I know, but see, when I think about myself and I'm talking out loud, I'm like... It's probably time to just wind off caffeine a wee bit and then... I'll uh, tell you, right? So, this is how I usually feel on caffeine. On the way to the gym was amazing. After the gym, I was coming down. No, got to the gym is the come down. After the gym, I feel amazing. Yeah. And it's so weird how a substance can make you feel the complete opposite before and after. Yeah. So, before I go to work out, I'm like... You get that anxiety, you're like, fuck man, like, it's no like pure anxiety, like, it's no hyped anxiety, like, I need, if, it's like, if you've got a heavy lift, you're like, fuck man, I need to get in the zone, mm-hmm. and you need to get yourself in that zone, you need to physically do it, there's mm-hmm. nothing else doing it for you, once yeah. you get in that zone, and you train, you feel fucking amazing, because it's an accomplishment, because you've done it yourself, Yeah. and then you feel amazing after it, and you have the benefits of all the endorphins, if you have caffeine before, you're using the endorphins before you even get there. Aye, uh, but I think that's why I don't come off it, because I'm like, I'm... Pretty good. I don't have an heightened state uh, of mind. I, I don't have a low state of mind. I'm just mellowed out and good, I'm, I'm enjoying. The good thing about you is you 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 don't use it for activities that you really really enjoy. Oh, I, I just, don't rely on it. You think. don't rely on it. You just have it. I guess it, where I do rely on it is just at first thing in the morning. I'm like, <laughs> it's a routine and I and I make it and I'm like, oh, it tastes so good. Ooh, mm mm coffee and does that, taste good, mate. And, that, and that'll be, taste good. but I guarantee you that'll be the same feeling of the guys and girls that go into the gym, take a wee workout, and they're like, oh, so good. Mate, in you, my bench press, into my squats, whatever it is. Aye. It doesn't even need to kick in yet. But that's, just, a, that's a hard cycle to break. So fucking so hard. So hard, so it ain't easy. That is it's like somebody smoking. The biggest gym depression you'll ever get is when you come <laughs> off caffeine before you train. <laughs> I know, I know. Right, let's get into today's topic then. Right, so, go. what we wanted to run through today was running through everything you need to know about fat loss which oh, and we're saying fat loss here is because a lot of people say oh we want to lose weight we want to lose weight nine times out of ten you lose the weight and you're just a skinnier fatter version of yourself right fat loss is losing the fat but you're, you're losing fat but maximizing how much muscle mass you retain yep. and gives you that toning shape the aesthetic appearance the the sculpting and shaping of your body so let's get into it then so we wrote down what eight points here um, I don't know why I wrote burgers. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's I go today with? Um, so let's get into, I guess, the, the basics. Reason, aye, the basics first. So um, before we get into the stats and that, why do you think people get overweight in this day and age just now? What have you found through teaching your clients, working with people, all that good stuff? Just a slow process of moving less, eating more, 
and just slowly putting on weight, trying diets that haven't worked, mm -hmm. putting ourselves in bad relationships with food, and then just continuous, just continuing that stage to a point where they go, I need to go to a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. I need, I need, I need, I need help with this. And then they get to that point, and I need help with this, and then that's when they go right. Like, how do I do it? And he explained it to him like, does it sound right? Yeah. Do you know? It's just it's just continuous bad habits when it comes to food, exercise, movement uh, that make you eat more than you burn for yeah. a continuous amount of time. I think there's an element of aging there as well. Well, I'm when you do, when you age, when you age, you will you will but hold more. I think that's the biggest thing people underestimate because they think. Like so, things like obviously there's different pillars that we can talk through, which we'll get onto in a wee sec as to why or how to effectively lose fat. But when you think back of it, when you're at school, you're moving a bit more. You've got PE, so you've got activity. You're walking about school. It's a massive sort of ground to play on. The sports, um, even if you don't engage in those things, it's not that no one at school was fat, but you're very limited of how much you're exposed to that. Yes, you can overdo it with the nutrition side of things, right. but people then leave school. The habits are already established of I was having chips and cheese for the chip. It's quite mad when you think about like all oh, this oh man, that's so but good for my get, lunch. How were you getting the chips and cheese at school? Aye. You're walking to the van. Well that's what I mean. There's there's activity built round everything aye. that you're aye. doing. Aye. We used to run because we wanted to be the first ones in the queue to get exactly, a Exactly, exactly. So you had no. to get if you wanted to get there, you had to get there. Aye, exactly. So all of this is based around and then you go into into working life and most of our working life is based around um sitting at a desk, sitting in an office. Yep. But the biggest thing I'm finding in that process is people that discover alcohol. And then there's, there is an element within alcohol consumption where it becomes a wee bit addictive and it's all based around the only way I can socialise with people is by having pints, cocktails, whatever it is. Yep. And that is all these extra calories yep. coming into your system. Your movement's dropped down. Mm -hmm. So bit by bit, fat comes on. You maybe know it's in the first year, Aye. second year, third Aye. year, but before you know it, you look back and you're like, holy shit, that gradual process. You look at a, a picture for yourself five years ago, like, crazy. look how round my face is. Crazy and you start, to, you start to see that. Mm -hmm. So you, you said like per pound of fat, was it 3,000? 3,500 calories, one pound of fat. And, and, and this, is, this is average of the guess, like how best you can track something. It's going to differ from person to person depending on your biological makeup and genetic cells but taking that approach that means throughout your week throughout your month that you're over consuming what your body was used to in terms of burning when it comes to the metabolism mm -hmm. now this isn't going to be a technical episode to getting you that but that's something to think about yeah and it's also something to think about when people go oh fuck i had I had a Kinder Bueno. I fucked my diet today. Mm. Like it's an extra what two hundred calories, if that. Like you need to consume way more than that to Wait, gain a pound gain of fat. The, yeah, yeah. But it's a consistency of okay. constantly over delivering yeah. the, the amount of nutrition that you've got in there. Yeah. Um, so I, that for me, that's what I would say. I, I've noticed. I was actually like, like obviously the, the school up there. It's quite a far bit up the road, and obviously the main street is up there. Maybe about a mileish. The kids are walking that every single day. Without even thinking about doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're easy getting ten thousand steps when you're younger. Easy. You need to walk to different classes. Mm -hmm. uh, and you need to when you're when you're in the so what do you call it? Playground, whatever it is. What would you call it? Uh, uh, playground's probably a bit. You're really just sitting there. Aye. I mean you get groups that sit there. But people will walk from people to people, people to people. You won't even think about the movement, it just happens. So seventy I think it the high sixties or seventy percent of the UK are classed as overweight, right? Yep. Think about high school. 
when you think of someone who was overweight, mm -hmm. they were in the minority, especially well, my, in no, my, no, my generation growing up. Definitely. It wasn't so common. And it's getting a little bit more common now with the likes of phones and that. Aye, so I think technology, gaming, and all that sort of stuff that's keeping people in-house yep. is, is elevating that, but you wouldn't have somebody that was massively obese. That would be such a rare sight to see. Yep. Walk down the high street, you can go one, two, three. You can, you can start to see how many more people's lives are impacted. And, all, and it literally comes down to, yes, there's an aging process, metabolism slowing down, but they've not done anything around that to keep their hormones or their metabolism kind of working for them Aye. so it's adapting to go all right you're not moving anymore so we need to store onto some a wee Aye. bit more energy a wee Aye. bit more fat or you're over consuming right we need to create these more. fat cells Aye. Aye. which is it's absolutely mental mental so falling into that category i have a lot of empathy for people because i love gaming for whatever reason i gravitated towards fitness more than i did gaming which i'm thankful for Aye. um but through training people it ain't easy but it is simple. And I think that's a key thing to uh, take away from it. very, me. very simple. But that's just because something is simple doesn't mean it's easy. Aye. And it and it also doesn't mean you need to be fucking very sacrificial on every aspect of your life. No. You need to be a wee bit more disciplined. And yes, you need to make some sacrifices in some situations. But as long as you keep trying, just like the six, seven, eight years it took you to gain the weight on, six, seven, eight years, the weight will start to come off. I, don't, I, I find people who are in that situation probably do need to sacrifice a bit more than a bit more than it's led on. Do you know what I mean? Because the the, the, the habits that they've gotten, they really need, do need to sacrifice. For them, getting their steps is a sacrifice. In what, in what sense, though? Because they're sacrificing sitting on the couch, doing nothing. Mm -hmm. They're sacrificing the foods that they would have ate. Like, the biggest things in your life is what you eat, mm -hmm. where you go. So they're sacrificing what their comfort is in sitting in the house sitting watching Netflix mm -hmm. whereas instead of sitting watching Netflix go a walk listen to a podcast it's not something they enjoy but it's a bit of a sacrifice I think there's a frame of mind though as well because I usually find anyone that's went through this like I'm saying like you leave school mm -hmm. you start drinking a wee bit more you're going to clubs you're partying all this sort of stuff it then gets into your well I'm finding you're in your 20s and everyone's starting you try to do a wee bit better financially because you want to buy a house you want to start a family you want to do all these things yeah. and I think that's where in our generation for sure where a lot of a lot of food is used as an escape comfort. from reality and it's comfort exactly severe comfort and I think that's the hardest part yeah. for most people um, and it is what it is you just need to like you said like yes there's an element of sacrifice you need to make but like the point I was mainly saying that you don't need to not sacrifice anything or ah, still eat no, the food. No, I, what I, I, I say I, is like it doesn't need to be a hour walk. It can mm -hmm. start with five minutes. It can I, go I, to I, ten. It can, I, I, and that's really how we'll talk through all these points here. Hundred percent. Right. So let's get into the first one then. Movement. movement. So movement's an easy one there. Yeah. Um, what would you do with someone comes to you and they're like, I need to lose. I don't know. Say say they fall into the obese category and there's they need to lose a bunch of fat. What would you? How would you tackle that when it comes to their movement? How much are you moving? But you need to move a wee bit more. Mm -hmm. And then next week, we need to move a wee bit more. And then next week, we need to move a wee bit more. Are you comfortable with that movement? Do you think you could do a wee bit more? Aye, right, let's keep going. Until you get to a point in your daily life where there's no much more you can move. Mm -hmm. Right, we're at that point, and then we need to look at something else. That we're obviously sticking to the movement. Yeah. So, what would you do in that situation? So, like, like you said on that first point, <coughs> you asked someone, What's your movement looking like just now? So that's step one in this whole process. It's no food, it's no nutrition. It's literally going, what have I been doing 
from a step count of view? What have I been doing from a movement point of view? What does my day look like? Am I sat down at a desk? Am I active in my job? Because that's another thing as well. I've got a few overweight or obese clients, I guess, that fall into that category. And I get 20,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. But that's not the problem. The problem then, that allows me to shift on to what this is, next aye, pillar. Aye, aye. 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 So, um, can I really questioning yourself on that? Like, might not be the movement when you do it at work. What do you do at the weekends? If you're doing 20,000 steps when you're at work, guarantee you, you do 300 when it comes to the weekend. And that's your element of where you can change. Like you said, you squeeze as much as possible from can you do a wee bit more, right? When it comes to the weekend, can you start with, I don't know, let's try and start with a five minute walk. Let's start with a 10 minute walk. Let's add an extra couple of hundred steps onto that and then kind of build up from there until they go, look, this isn't a, like, you want to find something that's sustainable. So for me, I used to work in an office, a sustainable step count for me was about 8,000 steps. Aye. Now that I'm active in my job, a sustainable step count for me is from 12 to 14 Aye. on my feet all day. Aye. Now my 8,000 one, I had to be like, that could have easily cool. been a 3,000 step day, Aye. but Aye. I was on Putting and I was pushing walks in the morning, walks at lunch, then walks at night time. And that's how my, how my lifestyle was. So I'm doing a movement challenge in the Facebook group this week. Right. Um, and I've said to everyone, doesn't matter where you are, assess where your steps have been this time last week and add 500 to 2,000 steps on from that. Yep. And I don't know, I'm going live every day, I'm trying to encourage everybody to do and people are doing some great things like Carl's going in for a service, Callum put this on, so shout out to Callum, he, he listens to this podcast and he says, my car's going in for it or my van's going in for a service, usually I would just sit in the reception and wait and be on my phone, I'm just going out a walk. Brilliant. It's aye, those aye. little pockets aye, that you need to steady. shift, aye. really shift your mindset and that doesn't seem like a lot just now, but that compounds over time. A lot. It's not about the calorie burn as well, it's just about the overall knock-on effect to other things that you want to do. So it's crazy that we are with, like these fucking things are are uh, an amazing tool, but are, I'm talking about my iPhone here for the uh, yeah, 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 yeah. An amazing tool, but our biggest hindrance to like standing in a queue and I'm just going to sit down my phone when yeah. instead of going, right, I know I'm going to be 10 minutes and I'm going to go walk outside, mm. get daylight exposure and all that sort of stuff. Right. That's, that's where I would go with, with the movement pillar. Yep. Um, would you add anything else to that? No, no. Like It's just getting them to move as much as they possibly can mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. That, that is it. So that's pillar number one. Pillar number two is the obvious one, nutrition. Yep. So when it comes to nutrition, I guess back to you then, What's your strategies or what's a couple of different strategies that you apply with your clients? So I'll usually obviously ask them how many calories you think you've been having. I'll get them to track their calories and I'll see how many calories they have been having. And then we'll just need to take it from there. It's, it's so subjective to everyone. It's a very I, complex thing to I get I would into. like to get them into a fat loss phase as soon as possible. But most people aren't ready for it. Most people aren't ready for it. So I've, I'm finding that I'm putting some people, I put, in, put some people into it too, too soon. 100%. You have? Yeah, 100%. And they're not losing, and I go, they weren't ready. They, they are. <clears throat> their habits, their mindset, round about their nutrition, their metabolism, wasn't where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Yet, before we put them in that fat loss phase, the rest of their life wasn't where they needed to be. So, by putting them into that fat loss phase too soon, it's not halted their progress, but they're not actually, they're not able to get <clears throat> into their calorie deficit. And what a lot of people need to understand is your calorie deficit isn't a number, it's not a specific number. It's if you are losing weight, you are in a calorie deficit. Yeah. It's not 1,600 is your calorie deficit. It's if you're eating 1,600 and you're losing a pound of fat a week, that's your calorie deficit. Yeah. It's not just 1,600 and that is it. Because it's ever-changing, but you're you're going through something that I went through early on with uh, my clients. And I don't know where it comes I guess it comes from because what do you see online? 
eight week transformation. Fat loss, fat loss, no, fat loss. Ten week transformation. Aye. When you see them getting shredded, you're like, fuck, if I'm wanting to be a good coach in this space, that's what I need to deliver. Aye. And what a wake up call it is when you get something and they're on 1500 and you're like, no, no, wasn't okay, anybody. Like, oh, maybe this is just a real one. You get an R client, same. they're on 15, you're like, hang on, you get an R client, they're on 13. No, you're same. like, how can I be attracting all these clients that are eating so little, apparently? Like, how do, how do I get them super shredded in eight weeks? Can and you start to realise that there's unethical practices that you have to go through to, to deliver that promise. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes a good coach. Yeah. That sometimes say, look, if you want this in eight weeks, I ain't the, I'm sorry, no. I'm not the person for you. No. But if you want this forever, then well, let's work together. Here's the strategy I'm going to apply. So I like what you said. So tracking again, tracking, the tracking's the most important thing. Like without metrics and data, how you're going through your fat loss journey, it's like the, what was the thing that we were comparing it to? It's like driving to a destination. Like you need that information. You need the sat nav to guide you there. You, you need data. those data points. Like yep. you can't just go, oh, fuck it, I'm going this direction, I'm going north. Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a bit <laughs> missing. Um, I'll just... Go on the road myself. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, you can go, right, I need to go north because I'm trying to get to the fucking highlands of Scotland. And then you get close you'll, enough. You'll get closer and closer, but, but you'll, you'll get, get to a time where the specific destination you're looking it's for... It's somewhere you don't know. Aye, exactly. Um, so nutrition, yeah, tracking. Tracking's important. Now, where would you go with someone that... They're in, so if you're in a, if your your goal is fat loss and most clients' goal is fat loss, yeah. how do you have the conversation around... Where your calories is just now isn't where it needs to be for you to lose fat. So I usually have a couple of examples of clients that I can show to them who I explained at the start of my journey. I say, we're not going to lose fat. I'm going to build up, build it up, build it up. And then we lost. And then I, I can show them the results of them. Under promise and over deliver. It's the best thing, isn't it? So you go, we're not going to lose any fat. We're going to build your metabolism. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, right, okay, that's the phase. And they start getting stronger. And they're like, here, I'm, look at my shape's changing. And you're Aye. like, Because you know, it's like, Aye. but as soon as you tell them that, it's hard for them to buy into it's that. Hard, it's hard, it's hard. So it takes a lot of people, a little bit of time. But as soon as they see that progress, 99% of the time, they, they shift away from the fat loss straight away. It doesn't anyway. matter anymore. But yeah. you still want, if they're obese, you still want to lose the fat. But you're still going on that journey and you're still going the right way about it. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll know, like, you can, it can be three, four, five, six months before you actually get into a fat loss phase. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's scary for clients to understand, yeah. but some need to understand it. There's more things than just fat loss that you are doing. There's more things than being in a small calorie yeah. count is than it's halting your fat loss. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely, and I think I, I said, butchered what I was trying to say there. Right? No, no, but, uh, no, you, no, no. I got, I got what you were trying to say. And um, wasn't it as bad as whatever the fuck? Did you listen to the Mayo one? Did you listen to that back yet? <laughs> oh, no. was, did you know? I thought that was the one that you were editing. No, is that no tomorrow's episode? I can't wait to listen to it again because I, I was. Oh no, maybe it was the one I done. It was the one you done. It was the one you done. I was like, I, did, I didn't hear I, that. Because I went by ten, I was like, what the fuck's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have done a good job there. Well right, done. Good, good. Um, yeah. So nutrition for me, like. If your calories, like if you, I normally say to a client, can you take four or five hundred calories away from here, away from this number, and be happy on that forever? And if the answer is no to that, then to me that's probably not where you want to be to go into a fat loss phase. Yeah, you want to do the opposite and start to like the the recomp or rebuilding of your metabolism. Um, it's not that I don't like the word broken metabolism. I used to use that a lot, but then I heard a couple of very good points that your metabolism is not broken, it's just doing what you've told it to do over the years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that kind of shifted my mindset with it. Yeah, yeah. So you need to tell your metabolism that <coughs> we actually want to 
um, increase the, the metabolic rate of consuming more food. Yeah. And yes, they can be maybe a little bit of weight gain, but what's three pounds of weight gain for four stone of weight loss in, 12, in a year's time compared to eight weeks of five pounds loss, you know what I mean? Aye. So, in the same distance as it's well. Stunning. So, right now you might be fit. Like, I've had a lot of clients that came to me and they've went on fucking juice pluses, 800 calorie, the 5-2 diet, intermittent fasting. They've done everything under the sun. And I've got one client who is on was on 1,300 calories. Her goal was to, to lose weight. And I said to her, I was like, I, I'm not comfortable kind of putting you down that low. Right. I was like, I know if you, if you drop down to 900 calories, you'll lose the weight that you're wanting to lose. But being truthfully, it ain't sustainable and it's not a good life to live. And you um, lose a lot of muscle in that. Aye, well, exa- that, it's just overall feeling. Like, the, the thing that we forget with food and nutrition is that's our energy to fuel our daily lives. So if your energy consumption is going down, your mood's going down, your morale is going down. And how do you reverse diet for 1,100? Aye. It's just still such low calories. But I would, I would still argue thirteen hundred is nothing. But to, no, I know it's fuck all. To, aye, to this individual's lifestyle, it's it's a wee bit more complex than that. But it's more. This is more years of yo-yoing and doing different things. It's kind of her body's so ingrained to where she is just now. And I've just taken on an our client. And what I've said before, I've taken on. I says you need to be comfortable that for the next six months we ain't losing weight the goal's not to lose weight the goal's never to lose weight when someone comes to work with me I've been truthfully I've never, I'm yet to meet a client sorry there's been one or two people but I'm yet to for the majority of people I take on to go oh brilliant right we're going into a fat loss phase because you're ready for it no. usually I'm saying you can't lose weight or lose fat from the stage that you're at just mm-hmm. now you could you can go and find an R coach and I can put you on a tread who'll put you on a treadmill and just reduce your your calories. Like that's like there's no secret here. The way to lose fat or lose weight is Move. burn more, eat less. Mm-hmm. But there's a complexity in there to say what whatever you do, how do we make it sustainable? And this is what this podcast and is. And how about. do you not yo yo out at Exactly. And this is what this is why we want to communicate it might not be the quickest way, but you can bet if you follow the principles that me and James talk about in this podcast, this will be something that you live forever and it will be more sustainable. And you'll not be comparing yourself to your pal who's gone to fucking slimming world every yep. eight month cycle and going, all oh, right, uh, I lost the weight before, so I'm going to go back to that again. Do it again. I, 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 honestly, <sighs> I can do it again. I lost three pounds, I lost three stone then, which is a fucking fantastic amount of weight. But if you can lose three stone and you can gain it, there's something seriously so, wrong. See, just on that point, one of the consultations, I should have seen this this lady's face. Um, we're talking about different things and we're exploring. She she mentioned that she'd done something. I can't, was it Slimming World? Or was it the Five Two? It was one of the bizarre, kind of restrictive, overly restrictive diets. And she's like, Yeah, I'd done that like five years ago and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna probably do that again because it worked. And I was like, No, it didn't. I was like, it didn't work. She's like, sitting here. And she's like, Well, I lost the weight, and I was like, but you never kept it off. And this is something I don't know why it's so obvious when we speak about it, but when we when our, when we say that to clients, it's like no, but it did work. No, it would have if it worked. You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be in this situation. Aye. So this is our jobs as coaches. We find out what is sustainable for our clients' lifestyles, and then we be realistic. You say like for you to get where you want, it's going to take a year. It's going to take a year and a half. It's going to take two years. However, see when you get there. It'll be off forever as long as you stay Aye. within these boundaries. And so some people will have more nutritious diets straight away than others. Yeah. And that they will make better progress straight away. Like some people have more fruits and veggies in their diet initially anyway. And they always make like we can talk about how many calories you eat, whether we start we don't lose fat. <clears throat> Gotta look at are you eating fruits and vegetables? Yeah. Are you eating protein? 
you know what I mean? So, like, it's simple things that so many people don't do. No. Like, you can, you can look at everything, <clears throat> you can look at your number of calories, are you, are you eating enough protein? And one of my clients this morning was like, what happens if I don't eat protein in my breakfast? I went, you're only having three meals a day, so you're going to find it really hard to have it in your lunch and dinner. I says, and you're setting yourself up for failure because you're already struggling to hit protein. Mm. So I said, why are you going to skip protein in breakfast? And I was like, because we've got him to make something, he's like a roll and bacon. I was like, where's the protein in that? He's like, in the bacon. I was like, five grams. Yeah, you, you, you buying protein bacon that they like, <laughs> that you like you? But at the end of the day, I was like, look, you're only having three meals a day. You've got to be having protein no more. Mm. You don't have to. But there's like many things in life, like, it's going to help you majorly. Aye, but see, see, even this is where it's quite baffling because some of my clients I've said to them because they're having like rolls and links and rolling square, and I'm like, right, I'm trying to, this is, so this is my strategy, giving, giving away secrets here. I know some of my clients will listen to this and they're like, bastard, he's doing that with me. Oh, aye, aye, aye. They're having rolls and squares, rolls and links, and I've said to them, look, was, like, I know the likelihood of them swapping out for a, an actual protein breakfast isn't there yet, so I'm like, swap it for bacon just now because I know that's a wee bit more nutritional value well, in terms of the process. Mm. But I know that's going to lead on to going, right, let's drop the roll. Aye. Just get have four bits of bacon. Aye. What about a wee egg? And then before or not, I've transformed that, full breakfast. that breakfast. Right, so let's give some practical advice to someone that we're not training here. They come across this podcast, they listen to it. When it comes to nutrition, you said one of the points there, protein. protein. What's, your, what's your estimated guidance on protein for people? So I've actually been seeing a couple of videos and it makes a lot of sense. Whatever weight you feel that you want to be with muscle and low fat, have one pound of body weight, so I'm 180 pounds a body weight. I'm where I want to be, so I have a hit 180 pounds. Yeah, if I'm training really hard, I'll up it a little bit. So I'm one gram per pound of the body weight where I need to be. Mm -hmm. If you've got a lot of extra fat, fat doesn't need protein. Yeah, so your muscle needs your protein, and I think that's a, a key point because, like, you can just say eat the weight. Whatever weight you are, eat your weight in 0.7 to 1 gram of protein. But if you are in the overweight category just now, you need to look at your, what's the desired weight. Everyone's got a kind of rough idea what they want to be. Yeah. I had a guy in this morning, he's like 24 stone, and then he's like, I want to be 17. So in his scenario, what is seven, what's 17, 17 stone in pounds, re, uh, work backwards and do 1 pound of protein Aye. per pound of that. So I would say that's the minimum, but for someone who's overweight, I actually recommend having more than that. Reason being is that I was learning something obviously a little bit about it, so no going to go too much into it. But the more overweight you are, the more visceral fat you have, the more just overall, I forgot the name, mate. Chunk. How much fat you have, you become less, more insulin resistant. So by having a lot of carbs in your diet, you're not going to be able to process them the, the same. So up your protein and you'll be way more satiated you'll be able to digest it that little bit better if you are extremely overweight, if you are closing in on the di diabetes. Mm -hmm. And that's something I learned today. No got to go too much in it, but oh, that's yeah. something I was learning today. I think you, you're much more insulin resistant the more overweight oh, you are. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no, that's, why you, that's why you can develop um, type 2 diabetes mm -hmm. because the constant year of battering of just gaining weight and gaining weight and gaining weight. Your insulin um, just, it just doesn't process anymore. respond anymore because mm -hmm. it's hypersensitive, it's overloaded yep. from everything that you consumed. Um, the main thing in protein for me is just satiating. It's like, just dying. Like people go, oh, I'm starving. It's like, right, you're only having 40 grams of protein. It's no wonder you're you know yourself. surprised people you're like, fading away. Like, I eat crisps, I eat chocolate, and then I start eating more protein. I don't I eat crisps and chocolate. Exactly. So Do you know what um, I mean? It's like, it stops the snacking. I'd probably say that's the best advice in keep it around some sort of whole foods as best you can. Yeah. Try and avoid the ultra-processed food. You're going to have a little bit, 
fruits and veggies are a good nice little swap like if you find it oh man i need i need something at night have an apple. banana an, an apple, apple some grapes raspberries that's sweet aye if you say you don't like an apple i honestly think you're lying <laughs> see the thing is I, like, I just think who doesn't like apples do you know what i mean though <laughs> call them it aye who who doesn't like apples but do you, I'm being being serious. Same people who don't like water. I literally had. Oh, to, I can't understand that. <laughs> so I had this can't conversation with my client, uh, another new client. I've been kind of training, got her set up on Monday, and she was like, "I was like, what's your water intake like?" And she's like, "Ah, take one of these bottles." And I seen it was coloured. And that's it. And, I, and it was diluted, right? And I'm like, "All right." I was like, "Do you just?" I was like, "What is in it?" She's like, "Diluting juice and that." I was like, ah, "That's cool." I was like, "Do you like normal water?" She's like, "Nah, I don't like the taste of it." And I'm like. There's no fucking taste in it, man. This is another conversation. But I say to her, what I want her to start doing is like a wee glass in the morning, drink it, and then carry on your day as you're normally doing. Because um, she needs to work up. But that's again an heightened taste of all the other fucking processed things because then you want more of it. But she so start to bring and desensitise your taste buds to whole natural sweetness like apples, like grapes. And you're like, oh my god, this tastes quite good. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> but if chocolate is like. Like I would pick chocolate off a fucking apple, but doesn't it, doesn't it take a bloody scientist to put an apple and a bit of chocolate in front of you and for you to go like you know what? Let me have no, no. Let me have the apple in this because my goal is to lose fat, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you'll fail a couple of times with this. Why? You'll you'll jump into the cupboard and then you'll you'll be eating your your chocolate. And you're like, oh fuck! I should have just had the apple. Aye. But enough times down the line, you'll 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 be picking that apple. Yeah. Right. Next point. Then lifting weights with the intent of getting stronger and building muscle so yep. we've obviously done many episodes on the importance of lifting weights why you should be doing it but this is to do with fat the eye it's not the only way to lose fat no. it's the best way yep. uh, it's arguably the best way no doubt about it to lose fat sustainably and change your body composition yep. forever yep your body does not adapt the same way to lifting weights to resistance training as it does to cardio you do an hour cardio a week for four weeks your body gets used to it. Your metabolism gets used to that amount of calories, uh, burning that amount of calories. Yeah. That doesn't change your metabolic rate. Absolutely not. Every time you lift weights, it, it, it goes towards your metabolic rate. Yeah. It starts to increase that. Yep. So it allows you to consume more food without yep. gaining weight. Yep. And that extra food gives you more energy. And that yep. extra energy is then making you move more. And, and it's then a lifting more weights. Ah, you just get stronger circle. and it's like, there's nothing better. Nah, no. So lifting weights to get stronger, what what's some kind of key principles? Well, I guess key principles around the building muscle, the getting stronger. Yes, the, to be honest, whatever you do inside the gym, as long as it has rest periods and sets mm -hmm. and rep ranges, mm -hmm. you're good to go. Aye. Arguably, stick to your compound movements. Do a, like this free programs online, like a five by five. Um, so much information out there. Um, but stick to something for a short period of time. Stick to a, a, a consistent plan as opposed to going, oh, I'm going to do that machine today. I'm going to do that over there. Make sure it's consistency and plan something you can progress. Progress. <laughs> progress from week to week. That makes sense. Get someone who will... Here's what I've found. <laughs> Get someone who will teach you how to squat, bench and deadlift. And I'm not saying in your first session you'll be able to squat, bench, and deadlift. I'm saying they'll get you to a point where you can squat, bench, and deadlift. A good coach, if you pay get them for Get someone a, to get you to do that. Pay a good coach for a month, you'll have more insight on how to do that lift for the rest of your life than what your 80 quid protein bag or your fucking 100 quid night. So one of my be. clients, she went, she came at me, she was one of my first ever clients, but her goal was to learn how to squat, bench, and deadlift in eight sessions for nothing. She's never been in the gym before. Mm -hmm. Taught her how to squat, bench, and deadlift. She went to, she moved away and she just came back there and she was saying, I went to a PT and he was like, 
Oh, your, your bench setup's like really, really good. <laughs> and uh, and your deadlift set and your squat setup's really, really good. <clears throat> and I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I know but, what I'm talking about. But the PT, I think it was a, it was, it was, a, it was a good PT, and he was like, here, look, your your lifts are really good. Mm. And the thing is, in eight eight sessions, she was squatting, bench, and deadlifting, yeah. and our confidence skyrocketed for that day. And then see, and she can, she can go into the gym and do anything. And that's the probably byproduct you know I mean? of these movements is it's confidence. Aye, it gives you the empowerment and confidence. Going, fuck, I'm, I'm pretty badass. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm badass. Aye, I'm doing the scary lifts that everybody looks at aye. in the gym. So then you can be more consistent with it. Mm-hmm. So then you can do more, and then you can move more, and then that actually. So it's not about squat, bench, and deadlift are amazing for fat loss, mm-hmm. but it, that, that they're good to be consistent with because they build your confidence. Key point there though. You're not lifting weights to burn fat. Nope. You are lifting weights to build, build your me- metabolism. As we said, the stronger that metabolism gets, the stronger you get, the more energy you have, the more energy you have, the better choices you make throughout the day, the less sluggish you feel, yep. and overall will we'll start to compound as weeks and months go on. Yeah. Right, all of this is underpinned. If this next one thing isn't in check, it, all, it does all go to pop, We've and that is sleep. Mm-hmm. We've already spoke about sleep. Start with me. Oh, I, I, were you? I, 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 I was like, what are you I'm not training any day. Mm-hmm. And uh, my metabolism's done. So, what you find is some people, when they're stressed, or you get stressed when you don't sleep very well, right? So, what you find is some people stress eat, some people stress don't eat. I so, think most people that fall into the fat loss category. Oh, they stress eat. Aye, so, like, for example, William that you train, like, he's a very got a similar like to me. build with you, like, struggles to gain weight. Yeah. But these like people who are listening to lose fat. They I think eat. I would guarantee most of them. Yeah, oh, would stress, stress eat. Ah, uh, every client I've had that kind of falls into this category who have a shit night's sleep, their cravings are through the roof oh, the next day, 100%. and they're like, "I'm just craving more food." How's your sleep? Uh, I get to bed about half eleven. Well, you get to bed at half eleven, or you go to sleep? No, I get to bed. <laughs> I actually go to sleep probably about one two. You're getting five hours of sleep, right? Eight, where we where you lose fat is mate, in your sleep, mate. This is you. One of my clients the other day didn't lose any weight. I was like, "Can I understand this? I can't. I, 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 I'm like, what? I'm trying bizarre. to go through it. He's like, my sleep's good. My sleep's good. My sleep's good. <laughs> the other day, he's like, aye, that week half man staying up to two and three in the morning. <laughs> Excuse me, back up a second. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I was two. I was got to bed at two and three in the morning. I'm like, I thought your sleep was good. He's like, aye, I was getting up at like ten though. I'm like, mate, when you go to bed, if you're in a if you're in a routine, it makes a big difference to your sleep. Mm-hmm. Quality. Mm-hmm. I say, it doesn't matter if you slept for eight hours. That is a shit sleep. Mm-hmm. You're already past the point of the quality sleep. Because mm-hmm. if you're used to going to bed at eleven, your hormones are used to starting to kick in in your sleep. Yeah. Once can you pass that, they can't regulate. Once you pass that, your stress levels skyrocket. Mm-hmm. And even if you go to bed, you're not getting the benefit of sleep. No. I would guarantee him waking up that wee bit later. He feels sluggish. Mate, I know that's what I said. And I was like, I can't believe you didn't tell me this. He's like. <laughs> But I was getting eight hours. I'm like, no, you weren't. Eight. You uh, were getting eight hours, but you weren't getting eight hours of quality sleep. I've been sleep. trying for about five years to drum this into my brother's head, mate, right? Lewis, <laughs> listen, mate. Right? You, you, when you go to bed is a big. So, but what he says is my consistent sleep schedule is twelve to eight, <laughs> and I'm like, but it's no because Friday night comes ah, on, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, up I look up. I look up. I get up at about six, seven o'clock most mornings, um, five, six, seven o'clock within that window, and I look at my phone. I'm like. Luz was online four hours ago, <laughs> and I'm like, "You liar!" But the, but the, it's so there's there's two, there's two issues that come for sleeping less. Your cortisol levels are way higher, right? So if you are a stress eater, you will eat more. But what cortisol also does is it 
reduces insulin, mm -hmm. right? So your metabolism has to slow down. Mm -hmm. So as well as your metabolism slowing down, oh, coops, as well as your metabolism slowing down, you're then eating more than you usually would. So that's a, that's a bad combination. Right. And it, like the thing is, really, something that fascinated me when I started learning about, like where the fuck does fat go? Like where where does it go? And then see when you read that you it's carbon dioxide, you breathe it out, mm -hmm. and it's all done through the the quality of the sleep that you have. Mm -hmm. You start to go, that makes so much sense. Like yeah. if you're sleeping, this is why like people tout like get your sleep under control. Like you get fucking guys in their 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, jumping on gear, except they're getting five hours of sleep. See if they get the proper sleep, they'll feel like their own gear because <laughs> like they will be resting and recovering enough to get their sessions more building muscle. Mate, see my session yesterday after that eight hours of sleep. Fucking amazing. Hmm. Fucking brilliant. Like genuinely, I was like, fuck man, I'm strong as fuck. <laughs> genuinely. I was like, I'm, I'm so fucking strong. It's just because of quality sleep. Go to bed at the same time, is key yeah so is yeah, key. absolutely and it's something I'm I'm doing more of now like yeah, does it, I said I even said to like yesterday I try to get my steps in and this is where it comes down to like there was a comp there was a fine line of me getting the step goal that I'd set out for myself so I went live and I said to guys look I'm I'm undershooting my step goal today but I'm still gonna like I'm gonna go out for five minutes because I want to do an extra 800 steps then doing nothing because I need to be in bed. For me, the most important thing to do is to be in bed by this time, mm -hmm. so I'm sleeping for this time. Yeah. Um, and that's where I would say, like, there's always. I remember getting asked the question, like, what's important then if I can get up, if I've had a shitty night's sleep, should I get up in my morning time to go to the gym, mm -hmm. or should I rest in and sleep in? And it's probably sticking to that routine, like you've done this morning, like taking the hit of going, right, Maybe you just go in and you don't go hard in your gym. You just a wee bit of mobility, a wee bit of walking in the treadmill, a wee yeah. bit of extra steps. But what you do is you prep for that night's sleep and you for get the up the next day. morning. Go. Yeah, so like that keeps you in that routine. Rather than going, oh, I'm just going to sleep in an extra two hours and catch up with the two hours sleep because I got to bed two hours late. Aye. That end, that moves your schedule out. Like you said, it messes with your hormones. You can't regulate anything. Mm. So it's a constant battling because you'll fall back to your routine again. Like yeah. Monday to Friday for everyone. It's, it's, and this is probably why people gain weight and fat over the years is because Monday to Thursday is the same sort of sleep mm -hmm. and then Friday, Saturday terrible. and Sunday is terrible and they're all different in itself <laughs> you know what I mean? one's one o'clock <laughs> one's a hungover Aye. a hungover a hangover Aye. another one's a night time out with, the people, with your friends and stuff like it's mental it's absolutely mental so that's everything around sleep and trying uh, yeah that's probably the best one but Aye. nicely leading on to that one something that will halt your progress in your journey is stress Mm -hmm. Big time. Big time. What have you found with clients then? When they're really stressed, you can't lose weight. Stubborn. Really stubborn. Mm -hmm. Really, really stubborn. And then you need to look at why are you so stressed? Where's it coming from? Is it your sleep? But is it other behaviours in your life? Mm -hmm. Which, as much as you can try and help someone with that, that's sometimes other areas. Yeah. When it comes to that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Why are you so stressed? No, there's, that's something out with their qualification. No, absolutely, but that's also something that, that ties into the previous points. Are you stressed because you've gave yourself an unrealistic target with your nutrition? 100%. Have you gave you an unrealistic, are you moving? Are you getting outside much? Yep. Are you lifting weights? Like These are all things that help regulate stress. Stress. Same with sleep. If you have a shitty night's sleep, you're in a crankier mood and you can't be arsed when and, and your stress levels go up. Um, like, so It's like the day. I could be stressed that I'm missing my workout and it, I could feel even worse. Or I could just go, my sleep was terrible. If I went to train, then I'd be losing muscle. Mm -hmm. 
what is the what is the point? What I'm going to do is I'm going to go a walk to the sunbeds, right? <laughs> Get some sunlight in, and I'm going to walk back, and I'm going to do a little bit of movement, as you say. If you get a few routine, as I was going to train, yeah. I may as well do something. Movement, yeah, yeah. Get some and that time, form. so I'm still doing my routine, mm-hmm. but I'm not stressing myself anymore. Yeah, and notice how like these all these principles that we are saying, like it's not to get you to your goal quickly, it's to get you towards your goal. Forever. Forever. And I think that's a very, very important point to make. Yep. That I it's cool to look a certain way within a six or eight, ten, twelve week window. But what's even better is going, you know what? All year round I'm in a pretty decent healthy position. Ah. And healthy might not be visible ads, but abs, but I guarantee you come round to next summer or come round to that next bout where you've got something that you want to look aesthetic for. It's easy to dial it in for four weeks, six weeks. To make a wee bit of extra sacrifice, increase your movement, all these different Aye. things, to, to lean out a wee bit more. Aye. And that's what it that's that's probably a healthier approach to do. hundred percent. Um, so I was stressed and trying to think, no, I think you've covered all the good points. Like, as I said, with the stress, with the sleep, what, what I looked up is when your cortisol levels do increase, your insulin does decrease. So then your metabolism goes down. Mm-hmm. So whether you're stressed with whether it's from something in your life, from sleep, from too much exercise, you can if you Stress, exercise is stress, lifting weeks is stress. If you're training too much, you will be too stressed. And this is why. And your metabolism will actually go down. And this is why spin classes, hit, body comp, body yep. comp, <laughs> body, <laughs> body comp, and body pump, <laughs> uh, boot camps. This is why the people that are attracted to these types of classes is a high cortisol junkies like the people who are stressed at the world and they're like right I just need to let off energy and you like, become boom, addicted boom, to boom, stress boom. and this, uh, that's, you, you that's exactly the point I was going to make because they have these addictive personalities and this is their quote unquote outlet which is hindering their progress and they're like why, am I, why is my fat so stubborn why because can't I lose this weight you, you, you know what I'm going to use you know what I'm going to use but when you're stressed your dopamine increases <laughs> right every time so if you're stressed, you're fight or flight. Fight. You yeah, can't go. You it. can't go into fight or flight without dopamine, mm-hmm. right? And it's not a good feeling of dopamine, but it's still dopamine. That's why you get addicted to stress. Yeah. Because you're like, well, if you're still stressed all the time, then your dopamine levels are low. So you're like, what is the only way that I can feel this way? Fucking stress. Mm-hmm. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Even if it's bad, even if it's good, then you're just addicted to that stress. Yeah. It's be- going. Look, that's going to give me too much stress. Let's tone it back. And let, my, let your brain and you slowly can, relax. You can't tone back spine classes. You can't tone back. Uh-huh. But, oh, we're going easier the day, people. No, we're lifting weights. We're strength training. The weights come down a wee bit. You do an extra set. You take a wee bit longer rest. Uh-huh. So much variables of what you can do than this exactly. fucking bullshit. You either need to do a spin class or you don't. Exactly. You, you can't, can't go, oh, I'm just going to bring the levels down. You're still fucking stressed. Like, there's still a lot of stress to handle. all the tunes as well. Like. Ah, it's the fucking adrenaline run. So, <laughs> oh, man, I love the fact that I ain't doing classes. Oh, mate. Um, I'm going to go hard on that in the next couple of weeks because there's a couple of challenges on like I eight weeks ten weeks no, no there's, a, there's a few I'm As seeing a, like a few other coaches and I I'm like uh, you know what I'm just going to go in on them fuck it that's what I'm going to do right on to the next one routine, routine. right nothing um, if you there's a good phrase out there um, if you don't plan the your your day and the likelihood of you achieving whatever it is that you said to do is I think you're unlikely to hit it. I completely butchered what I was trying to say, but it's absolutely. It's, <laughs> but I didn't understand you completely. No, but yeah, like you say, like I said this before, like I'm going to work out next week, aye. maybe two or three times, maybe, maybe, aye, and then straight away there's already doubt what, in your so, mind. So it's like if you ask your mate, you coming out the weekend, aye, maybe. What does that mean? 
No. <laughs> exactly. It actually means no. Uh, Maybe there's, there's it means no. There's intention there. But if you say, I'm going to work out three times next week before the weekend, okay, we're getting a wee bit, start getting specific where you're planning out your diary, planning out your day, like looking at the week. You might not hit them all, but see as long as the plan's there, like a new day is there to, to then fight you're towards it. You're way more that. likely to hit it, way more. So routine, like planning around, sleep schedule. Yep. We just spoke about that and why that's important. Um, when it comes to your lifting weights, Two, three workouts is probably more than enough for most people. If you can do four, five, cool, go for it. Mm -hmm. I'd say for most people, capping it at five is probably a good good idea. Maybe a couple of people who are just have just worked out their whole lives could fall into the six a week category, but I would say that's probably well. Ad Williams, he's doing really really well in a got in four sessions a week, but the four sessions are shoulders and arms because he wants to go to shoulders and arms. I was like, you know what? If you want to do an extra session, I don't hurt you your soul. No, really, because I don't want you to go too hard. I don't want to give you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got three. I, I don't even. I wouldn't call them full body, but I'd call them powerlifting days. Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of full body, but. You know, power days. Power do you know, days. Do you know what I mean? Like so, and he done them and he was like, I, could, I couldn't go. I was I was too hangmed. And I was like, you know what, mate? Scrap that fourth day. Yep. See, that fourth day for you, that'll give you no benefit. Right now, if yeah. If you're admitting no that you've done enough in the three sessions, including your work, scrap it. I was like, you do not need that fourth session. You've, you're making progress every single week. Why are you going to do that session? He's like, sometimes I just feel like I need to go. I was like, right, you know what? If you want to go, go and do three exercises and leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. So the the routine side of things for, for working out, probably, I'd say for most people, three actually. Three is a good... It's a nice little split. Like. You don't need... Because there's a thing with you. If I say to you in this podcast... Five is a good good kind of number to hit. If your lifestyle doesn't allow it for five, then... I'm, I'm on four. Well, no, but that, what I mean is, like, you then try and chase this goal of five. For some people, five might be the thing that, that keeps their stress low. Aye. And for other people, it will be two because their stress is so high. Aye, already. Aye, so it's finding what, what works for you, what works within your lifestyle, um, and working around that. Yeah. Um, Routine with movement again, just picking like building it around. Like, Aye, when, other... when when are you going to go your walks? Set out when you're going to go your walks. Don't just go. I'm going to go a walk sometime in. Mm -hmm. You're going to go a walk straight after your walk. You're yeah. going to get in. You're going to put your shoes on. You're going to go straight out a walk. Absolutely. You're not going to. So your routine is you are going to go in. And you're not going to sit in that couch. Mm -hmm. You that is your routine. You've said to yourself, I'm not going to sit in that couch because if you know you sit in that couch, you're not going back out. Yeah. So you go in for work. You go out and you do it, and then you're, that's you done. Yeah. Um, and the same around nutrition there has to be some sort of routine you have to plan your food mm. have to plan your food I made the video the other day I eat the same foods every day you eat the same foods every day and it's because we don't need to think about it the plan is there we don't need to think about it there's no extra stress Aye. I don't go oh what am I eating for my dinner what am I eating for my lunch it's the same Aye, that it. might seem fucking boring and if I wanted to I, and you wanted to you could make different options yeah, that's that what would be less boring swap them out for th rotate them with three different meals but I actually love what I do. I, I, I <laughs> like, like it too. But that's, I would say, why is because I've shifted my mind to go, like, it's not necessarily about the taste, even though the taste is banging. Aye. I'm like, I know that this meal and what this is going to do for me when I go into my sessions. Aye. Later on, how I'm feeling with clients is going to make me feel good. Whereas if I run down to Peppies and I'm sluggish and all that afterwards. Are you getting a Peppies today? Aye. Well, what happened to, like. I forgot, oh, I forgot to take money, mate. Yes, last night. So I've done a bit of my chicken. I'll buy it tonight. So okay. I'll buy only, only, <laughs> only a day. I'll have my chicken and rice later. I thought, 100%. You, I thought you were going to say, like, ironically, you're craving a peppies after having a shit night. No, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's probably the one meal I'm you'll not actually, I'm not actually craving anything, mate. I'm not, I don't, Just see, flat. 
I'm I when when I don't sleep well, I'm the opposite for people. So I don't eat. Yeah. I don't want to eat, but I make I force myself to eat. Like you should force yourself not eat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No you. Like Aye, no, and, no, 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 anyone I get... who's in that, you need to force yourself not eat, whereas I need to force myself to eat. And look, both are they fun. No, it's too so people saying, oh, you're like, lucky you. Oh, lucky yeah. you. No, it's not lucky me because I don't want to eat the food, this food. So, see, when we're talking about sleep here, I've got a client who's got very, uh, one of the first times probably ever dealing with this. I know about it, but she comes to me and she's like, I go to bed at nine and I wake up at eight and I feel shattered. What? And she was like, I didn't want to say anything because I feel like people go, oh, look at you getting 11 hours. So she's overdoing the sleep side of things. So, any one of these points, like, you could be another side of the how? coin. Eh? How? Well, you need to think think about it. Like, if you are overly sluggish, like you've you've overdone it sleep, you've been resting too much. So right. then try to get out of that. I don't know. I'm trying all night, and he's like, I can sleep wherever, whenever. I'm like, that's the issue, mate. <laughs> like, that is one of the issues. Like, you can just sit and go to bed wherever, and no daring. Aye. That's an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh, this that's is so good that I can fall asleep wherever. No, I'm like, no, no, it's no. But this is why there has to be a routine about it because you have yeah. to be just because you can do it doesn't mean, doesn't you, mean should. you should do it. Absolutely right. So let's get into the last kind of chunk of this, which is mainly about habits, hobbies goal setting right yep so we've done a very good goal setting podcast actually looking back at it now I'd, i want to redo that which we'll probably constantly redo some of the old episodes because as Don't we get better at good com- good communication ah, yeah. um but with goal setting and habits like you need to think like also your goal is to lose fat and you could put some objective number on the scale and all this sort of stuff but you need to be realistic with your time frame as well like do this for the long game do this for the long term plan and with that goal, you then work backwards from there. So the goal of hitting 15,000 steps, you're on 3,000 steps just now. That's very overwhelming to do. But it's going to get you to 15,000 steps, stacking up these small habits. Mm-hmm. So it's going, right, let me walk for 15 minutes after every meal. Aye. Oh, I'm on 6,000 steps. Aye. Right, what else can I do? And like you said, squeeze out your day so much. So what's some of your favourite habits that you like to, to say to people? Habits are ooh, ooh mate. Something I've not get fantastic at yet, to be honest. I'll no. not lie. What's some habits you've done then? Let's some habits I've done. Mm-hmm. It's helped with you. I know you're not looking to lose fat, but to be overall healthier, you've you've implemented some habits to help your mindset, yeah. to help your um your, well, basically your mindset to then allow you to apply better um energy into your workouts and stuff. So my habits are I found some I always eat the same foods for a performance reason before I train. And I find that having that ready and ready to go, I'm more inclined to go and smash my workouts. Yeah. So like pre-workout, but I don't take pre-workout. So I have like foods that are like in a, in a ritual. So I have a ritual before training. I think everybody should have this ritual instead of, oh, just, I'm going to the gym right now, blah, 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 blah. What is oh, that though? That's routine, isn't it? Routine, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That My routine is I've got my salt, my chocolate, and I make sure I'm hydrated. Dark so chocolate, I wake, by the way. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. <laughs> extremely, extremely dark chocolate. Not Kinder Boy. So wait, I wake yeah. up and I make sure I have my water, my salt, my vitamins, my breakfast, my cold shower. Mm. So I have every single morning. And that sets me up for my day. Yeah. Right? So when you say you're not good at it, like surely you get clients like, like that are looking to lose fat and you try to help them establish habits. Like, ah, yeah, yeah. With some, with some habits that you're seeing people doing. So I like to, I still eat fruit. Don't eat veggies, get that in. Yeah. And that slowly changes the, like, as you spoke about in the past, instead of eating the chocolate, they'll have the fruit. Yeah. Because they see their calorie counting and they're like, right, I've only got 1,600 calories. 
am I going to have that apple and chocolate and cut down on my dinner? No, that's not the case. So it's, they slowly start adding in better things. What I'll get them to do as a habit is... Or not, I wouldn't, don't even know if this is a habit. I'll get them to make up options themselves for the food. Yeah. And I'll say, send them to me and let me look over them. And I say, oh, have protein. This gets them to look into their food self. Yeah, so it allows them to get the information. Yeah. What do you I, th- do? I think habits for me simply comes down to water intake. Yeah. Like applying a water intake, getting outside. They're like the two main things I'm kind of working with clients to do. Yeah. It's five minutes for some people. I sell a glass of water for some people for the others it's three liters and for others it's 45 minute win- 45 Aye. minutes but habits is like it's a hard one because i'm like with some clients i'm like right your habit is that rather than working from home five days a week you go into the office three times Aye. because you know it's, it's better a habit um, for everybody's so so different yeah so like um i've even said this i've built habits for for one client and it's like make your bed and brush your teeth Aye. something he does every day but see by Ticking off those you've done it as well. Ticking off simple things. You're make like, my bed, mate. I've, got, I've got to make my bed. I feel fucking good. Aye, aye, you tick do. something off. You're like, this is something I'm doing every day. Aye. But the power of that helps you with a wee bit of inspiration, a wee bit more motivation to kind of go on to the next task. Um, and I definitely think through this whole journey, set out a couple of habits that you want to try and achieve on a daily basis. And say you don't achieve it within a week. And the next week you go, right, I've done it two days out of the seven days I wanted Can to I do. Day three. Aye, go for three. If you get none, then you probably need to look, look at it and go, is, is that it realistic? Aye, is that too far stretched just now? Aye. And this is why I'm saying, like, change your frame of mind to you are you will achieve this result as long as you keep chipping away at it. And by chipping away at it over a long term period, you'll be more sustainable through your through your approach. Aye. Um so Last point here, be in it for the long game. So that ties right nicely onto and that everything, one. Absolutely Aye. everything we've Aye. just said. You, Yes, there's things that we can dial things in for. So Jillian's trying to convince me to do Tough Mudder again. And she, she's got this, like, see, because we're turning 30 this year. She's like, 30 things before 30. And I'm like, why are we cramming it on it like the last one year? year <laughs> I um, so, like, for example, got that coming up and been a long time since I ran, be a wee bit more conditioned. Yeah. There's things you can condition yourself for and get tightened up in some of these things. Yeah. But the hard truth, harsh reality for everyone listening, and if you fall into the category where you're trying to lose fat just now, is the reason it's probably not worth it is because you're trying to go too hard, too fast, too soon. Absolutely. And back to the nutrition point, you're not in a space where you can lose fat yet. No. So you need to build up that, then cut down. Can, it's fucking you frustrating. Can say, you can say it from a nutrition point, but some people just aren't in a mental point. That too, yeah. yeah, yeah. They just mentally yeah. are not prepared to sacrifice, s- sacrifice mm. some things yet. They yeah. need to slowly build up to that sacrifice. And, and look, listen to this. That's okay. It doesn't mean you don't have to do anything, but take a couple of these points, start working on it, and then start to realise, oh, okay, when I pay attention to my nutrition... Didn't realise how many so, calories I tracked. Oh, I didn't realise how little I moved. Fuck me. Aye. Like, oh, fuck, I didn't realise how shit my sleep was. I can't believe how better I feel through sleep. And this always goes back to our point. Like, our tagline is literally becoming building your physical pension. Aye. Like, being healthier long-term, being fitter long-term, being stronger, being the dilf at the gates, being the... Like, that's, that's a fucking brilliant point, actually. <laughs> um, being the sexiest person in your circle. Because see, the older you get, the better that becomes if you apply these principles. Mm-hmm. So... Let's wrap it up there. Yep. Pretty good chat. Only one cut off, eh? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure everybody now will have a better representation of fat loss. And I'm sure if you've listened to a few of our podcasts, you'll understand that everything goes together. Absolutely. Everything. So we could have said to lose fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit and you just need to blast it and you need to get it right now. 
But we've just explained what we explain in a lot of podcasts about lifting weights, about nutrition, and whether you're losing fat, gaining muscle, it all comes down to the similar, fu- same fundamentals. Big rocks, yeah. Doesn't matter. Like, don't be taking these stupid pills. Don't be. No. Um, oh, here's there's skinny, no quick fix. Aye, here's a, here's a skinny juice that's going to make you tone up. Like, <laughs> oh, there's a fat loss workout. Like, stop it. Like, look at these big pillars. Tackle them first, and then yeah. Start to refine other aspects of your life, like going. I don't know. Like I'm trying. I actually, can't, my mind's went blank. I can't even think. <laughs> big, I can't even that's think. Like po- that's what you have to do. Podcast for too long, <laughs> right? Let's let's. Wrap right, yeah, we'll wrap it up. So as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, next time we'll have some quality mics to be using. Hopefully, Ooh, hopefully. Well, no, wait, it's Saturday, isn't it? I don't think it'll come. No, nah, no, nah, What day is it? Wednesday. I thought it was come today. Uh, he sent it yesterday so we'll right, see right, right. right so as always if you're looking to find us on social media make sure you follow us on Instagram you can find me at Coach Crosser you can find me at Roger Fit. and if you're listening to this on Spotify head over to YouTube give the page a little subscribe um, leave a little comment if you are watching on YouTube what did you think what some points that you struggle with and did you resonate with anything so as always guys we'll see you on the next one have a nice one <laughs>